Black women as a whole, as a community, decided probably 10, 15 years ago that we were no longer using chemical relaxers because they were terrible for our health. Mm -hmm. There are ingredients inside that are tied to fibroids, tied to breast cancer. And so after doing that research and recognizing this is actually killing us and shortening our lifespan, we decided yeah. to return to our natural roots, meaning we're no longer chemically straightening our hair uh, for the most part. And so YouTube exploded with, hey, this is how you take care of your hair. So we started to educate ourselves first about what ingredients could go into our hair to help it to be manageable, to help with moisture. And then those same influencers created beauty lines. And so the followings were really already there from the beginning in terms of education and then straight to product. Welcome to Uncooked, a podcast serving up raw insights for marketers as we hear the unfiltered truth from industry experts, brands, and the target audiences we serve in their own words. I'm your host, Jacqueline Lieberman, and today on Uncooked are my guests, Shalise Josephs and Kadeem Brown, founders of Beauty Marked, a company focused on curating beauty products for Black women. Today, we're breaking down the foundational questions that arise when creating a company based on representation and significant change. So let's dig in. Today on Uncooked, we're welcoming the co-founders of Beauty Marked, a company focused on curating beauty and wellness for Black women. Please welcome Shalise Josephs and Katie and Brown. Great to see you both. Thanks for having us, Thanks, so Jackie. Great. We're yeah. happy to be here. It's so great to have you. I'd love for you both to introduce yourself to the audience and give us a quick backstory as to how you ended up meeting and then becoming business partners. My name is Shalise Josephs, co-founder at Beauty Marked. So Kadeen and I actually met at work in the bathroom, which is where I probably met a lot of women uh, when we're talking about beauty. A lot of friendships um, start in the bathroom, I feel like. <laughs> the best friendships start in the bathroom, right? Yeah. So I think we were just in the bathroom. We introduced ourselves. So we were both fairly new to the organization. And at the time I was wearing my hair curly. Katie asked a question about beauty products that I used. And I think we probably stayed in there too long having that discussion. <laughs> <laughs> and it became a conversation that we had multiple times thereafter. We developed a friendship from it. I sent her a list of products. She shared some with me that she uses. And then we really started from there. That's definitely how the friendship started. And then it just evolved into, okay, we have these similar challenges in finding products. We felt as though various unique needs that we had were just not easily located in, in various stores. And just a random Sunday morning, Shalise called me and she said, I think I came up with the name. Yes. <laughs> Which is said it, Beauty Marked. Yeah. So why don't you tell everybody about the name, how it's spelled and what it means? So Beauty Marked, it's spelled B-E dot U dot T-Y M-R-K dot D. And what we really wanted to emphasize in Beauty Marked is B-U, right? So as we all know, the beauty industry has really been focused on European beauty standards for a very long time. And I think for Black women specifically, the earliest entry into beauty was usually through hair. And what we've had to do over that time is kind of acquiesce to whatever was available to us. And it, it required us to straighten our hair using chemical relaxers. And it also required us to fit into what the beauty industry determined as beauty. It really left you behind and you just had to transform into that standard. And so 
for Beauty Marked, we wanted to acknowledge the beauty that Black women already have and provide products to them that they might already know and introduce some others that they may not be aware of. But we wanted to focus on letting them know first that you are beautiful without these standards, without having to change or conform to what standard was created for you. And so that's where the BU and Beauty Mark stands for. We also considered it Beauty Marks as in these unique brown markings that are on our bodies that make us unique. No one has the same beauty marks. They're all over your body and they're almost like unique to your DNA. And so that's how we came up with the name. It's very near and dear to our hearts. It's something that we really wanted to emphasize that it's, this is personalized to you. Right. And just to piggyback on what Shalice just said, right, it's no secret that the beauty industry has not recognized Black women as beautiful. And I think society on a whole, sometimes there is a narrative out there that Black women are not beautiful. And so we want to take this opportunity to say, embrace the uniqueness that is you. Be you. We are beautiful in all our different shades, sizes. Just embrace the uniqueness that is you. And when you see beauty marked, that is what we want to come across. Amen to that. <laughs> you, yeah, I, I love it. I love the BU and I love the uniqueness that you want to bring out in every woman. Can you just talk a little bit about what you just mentioned, Katie, that there's a narrative out there that Black women are not beautiful? I just would love more meat around that because I've never seen that, but I'm not a Black woman. So I want to know what does that mean to you? Do you have an example in your mind of like something that you've seen out there that made you feel that way? Or is it just a culmination of culture and your life and everything you've seen? I'm sure you encountered it, but it probably just wasn't very obvious. It's just in subtle ways, right? So even a general question when you'll ask someone, or if you look at a commercial, maybe a couple of years ago, let's say like five years ago, right? A beauty commercial, you'll typically see a non-minority long straight hair, European features. Even if it was an African-American woman, it would be closer to the European standards of beauty, not necessarily someone with our texture hair, hair, the kinky curly hair, and more Afrocentric features. And so although it's not the beauty standard overtly saying, we don't consider you beautiful, look at their actions, right? The products that they avail to us the amount of money they spend on market and research for products specifically for us. So in those ways, that's what essentially they're saying to us. Wow, every time I listen to that part, it just gets me right in the gut. Marketing 101 starts with, in order to resonate with consumers, they need to be able to see themselves in the promise of your products and the advertising. Imagine never seeing yourself reflected at all. Crazy. These ladies were compelled to create their own space in the beauty industry, not just because they saw an opportunity. They saw a huge cavernous void that was just being ignored. The European standards of beauty have dictated how we all look, basically, since the beginning of time. While recently the beauty industry has been focusing energy on inclusion and diversity, the biggest issue brands face right now is approaching this representation in a way that doesn't feel opportunistic. Like, hey, black ladies, I know we've been ignoring you for decades, but look at our cool new products just for you. No, 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 we're too smart for that. This is an opportunity for brands to be humbly authentic and speak to this audience at eye level and say, we see you. Thank you.
So we've been talking kind of in general about beauty marks, but let's get into details about why did you land on this curated box of goodies as opposed to selling individual products? And how exactly are you helping to shape a new narrative for Black women? The beauty boxes that we have available right now on our website are really our introductory boxes. The purpose is really to introduce our clients or customers to brands that they already know, and then also introduce them to new ones. The boxes are a meet and greet, so to speak. The long-term goal is really for us to be a full-fledged marketplace. You should be able to go on there and buy individual products across different product lines. So what we found in traditional retail shops is that you can find one or two items across a beauty line, but you don't have the depth of products, right? You don't have options. So you may be able to find makeup from one brand, but they don't necessarily carry your shade. Beauty Mark is really there to offer you beauty products across all of the categories and also deepen in it. So you have options. You can buy something from Dubious Place or you can buy something from the Lip Bar. You know, these are two Black beauty brands that exist right now. They came out and they're establishing colors and shades for Black women. But you want to have options, just like if you walk into any other retailer as a non-minority and you're able to choose across different brands, that is what we're looking for long-term with Beauty Mark to offer an expanded product offering and also provide Black beauty brands the shelf space that they haven't gotten in retail stores. Are you trying to secure partnerships with these brands to have not only in the curated box, but also to offer in your marketplace long-term? Yes. At the moment, we are having lots of conversations. We're building relationships. We're establishing agreements and orders with the brands currently so that we can have a full product offering. So the goal is right now it's a curated box of goodies from key brands that you want to introduce your audience to. But then down the road, if people want to buy individual products, whether it's makeup or hair products, then you'll be able to offer that down the road. Correct. So I would love to understand a little bit about that journey that got you from that ladies room conversation to that aha moment of, I know the name. (laughs) So the conversations about beauty are happening and concurrently there was a lot happening in our society as it pertains to inequities and a lot of social injustice issues were being discussed across the country. And then George Floyd happened, and that was in a very emotional time for both Shalice and I and, you know, a lot of our friends. And we noticed that a conversation started within the beauty industry, and a lot of retailers recognized that they weren't doing enough. And so one in particular made a pledge to increase their shelf space because there was a discussion that started around, you know, the challenges that Black beauty brands face getting into a lot of these retailers and there weren't adequate shelf space being afforded to them. And so one particular retailer made a pledge to increase their shelf space specifically for Black beauty products and Black beauty brands up to 15%. And that was applauded, you know, great move. However, when Shalice and I sat down and just talked individually how much money we spent personally on beauty products, hair care, especially, we just thought, would that be enough? And then we started doing research, actual research to see how much do Black women spend on beauty products on an annual basis? And we thought, 
15% doesn't do it. It's just not enough. And that essentially was the genesis of Beauty Mart. We thought we need to create a space where it's 100% shell space and it's specifically curated for the unique needs of Black women. That makes so much sense. Got it. Thanks for taking me through that. Who is the best person to understand the customer problem? Well, it's the customer. This story is an example of creating a brand purpose from a challenge that the founder was facing. Beauty Marked is a new destination to create 100% shelf space, not just 15% offered by mass retailers. While more shelf space is needed for beauty products specifically for Black women, it's not capturing the depth of products that we enjoy for other beauty brands and skin types. And the payoff? New companies like Beauty Marked will naturally create brand loyalty because their customers aren't numbers or statistics. They're friends and fellow community members who they're solving problems for. That's why it's different. So how do you plan on building trust with a new audience? So you being new to the game, you don't have technically credibility in the beauty space, but you've been obviously a beauty customer your entire lives. So Mm -hmm. how do you plan on building trust with your new audiences? I think it boils down to that whole community that we've been talking about, right? We want to build a sense of community. We want to connect with our customers in a way that I feel like it's authentic, it's Mm -hmm. genuine, and our main objective is to fill a gap that we see in the market currently. We're not just here doing this because we think it's fun, it's cute. Yeah, we're having fun while we're doing it, but we genuinely see a need in the market because we've experienced that same need ourselves and we're trying to fill it. So I think the fact that we've experienced it, it comes from a genuine place. We've ourselves been in the marketplace looking for items that we've been unable to find. One thing that I think we've always been very sensitive to as a community is we can tell who's in the boardroom making decisions. It comes across through the ads. It comes across through the names, the style. We can tell when there's someone missing from the boardroom. And so what Beauty Mark is doing is we have... Black women in the boardroom that are speaking with the same voice, that have the same understanding and experience. And so everyone we've come across and really our customers that we've come across and we've explained what we're doing, everyone's so excited about it. They're like, this is a long time coming. We really need this. And, uh, you know, they'd love to be a part of it. They're telling their friends. So I think once they recognize, to Kadeen's point, that this is coming from people that understand who we are because they're experiencing it themselves. The excitement is there and they're ready to rally around. And what we know just through experience with other brands and watching them explode over the last 10 years or so is that the support is there. Once you create something that is specific to Black women, they definitely support. You can look at brands like The Main Choice, um, Neil Organics, Those brands went from, I remember following them when they had no customers and now they're multi-million dollar businesses because the product is needed, right? So we're creating a space for them and we really believe that they can identify the authenticity through what we say and what we do here on out. And the flip side of that also, right, because we have two customers or two partnerships, essentially. We have the customers and then we have the brands. And I think it's the same thing for the brands as well. I think we have a similar mission in that we both identified 
that the need is there and we're trying to fill that need. And so I think the authenticity is there with the brands as well, that we'll be able to share a common goal and work together in achieving that goal. You alluded to this earlier, but the way that I personally talk about a brand purpose is I talk about it through the lens of a brand's raw truth. And I mean that it has to be rooted in something. It's not just marketing speak. It's not just something that sounds good or pithy. It's something that's about the fundamental and distinctive characteristics of a brand that's unchangeable no matter what the marketing objectives are, no matter what the business objectives are. So can you think a little bit about what is Beauty Mark's raw truth that's considered to be distinctive and unchangeable? Do you have a brand purpose articulated? Growing up as a young Black girl and not having representation, even on television, it really impacts how you view yourself in the world, right? So if you think about very early on as a little girl getting a doll, And I know this may not resonate with everyone, but it resonates in the Black community. There were very few Black dolls when we were growing up, right? Mm -hmm. Very, very few. I I actually remember one Black doll, Kenya doll. I never got the doll, but I always remember it. And the reason why it was important to us is because we wanted something that looked like us. Kenya had kinky curly hair. We had kinky curly hair. But when you walked into a store, you did not find Kenya in every store. You mainly found white dolls. And I think the psyche of a young girl not being able to identify herself in something as small as a doll and then watching television and walking into a retail store, it can kind of create the narrative of who you are very early on. And so it's very important for us to establish those things and to really focus on meaning what we say about you are the standard of beauty, to affirm that in young girls, to affirm that in women that for a long time have had to change themselves even in the workplace to fit into a society that says you need to constantly change and conform yourself to what we determine is normal in order to be acknowledged, in order to not stand out in a way. And we're saying it's okay to stand out because we all have unique needs. European beauty standards are still beautiful, but there are so many people, there are so many diverse people in this world and we all should be represented. So When I think about the little girl that did not see herself in a doll or in a store and the first entry into beauty being change yourself to look like someone else, Mark is really saying you're already beautiful. Everything we provide for you is an enhancement, but the beauty already exists inside you. I think that's what we want to hold truth to. So I know that there will come a time where people will ask questions about why we're just so focused on Black women. And it's because we've been left out of the conversation for so long. But at the same time, we've been spending the most money. So Mm -hmm. those things are disconnected and we just are providing a space now where it says, okay, we know this is truth, but now let's not just focus on having a tiny section in a retail store where you look there, you know, that's the urban section. Let's move away from that. Beauty has moved on and it's time for the industry to catch up. And we think we're the people to do that. So you are the standard of beauty. I love that. What a great way to end part one of my conversation with Shalice Josephs and Kay Dean Brown, founders of Beauty Marked. If this episode makes you wonder who is behind the items in your makeup bag, well, you're not alone. This company's journey is important for marketers to understand for a few reasons. Beauty Marked has a rich purpose right from the start. They fill a void for women of color and the brands who aim to serve them. 
The business premise is pretty cool though. It might've been easier route to really create a beauty product themselves, but instead what they wanted was to create a marketplace for brands to exist on 100% of the shelf space. Their curated box subscription allows women to sample a range of products that they can't find in traditional stores. I love it. Secondly, advertisers and marketers have deep influence on how brands are shaping culture. We all know this. But representation starts with inclusive hiring at the brand level and ad agency level. If we don't have diversity among the people actually creating the ads, then we'll keep failing at holding a mirror up to women of color so they can see themselves reflected. And finally, Shalice and Kadine are already gaining traction by tapping into a community who have been long ignored by the big names for too long. What started out as a ladies room chit chat at work really came into this startup to answer their own unmet need. It's this type of vulnerability and purpose in the beginning that quickly builds brand trust. In our next episode with Beauty Marked, we're diving further into their story and what's next for the future of black beauty products. Their URL, by the way, is B-E-U-T-Y-M-R-K-D.com. This has been an episode of Uncooked. I'm Jacqueline Lieberman, founder and chief strategist at Brand Crudo, a marketing consultancy. If you want to discuss how your company can take advantage of any of these branding concepts, this is what I do every day. You can find my contact info at brandcrudo.com or the show notes. Hey, one more thing. Apple and Spotify changed the way you subscribe to podcasts. Now you have to look for a plus sign in order to follow the pod. I know, I know. But if you like what you heard, I'd really love a follow or a rating to let me know how we're doing. Thanks again for listening.